0: Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Doctor Who with a question mark, stupid name. I'm Josh and with me as always is my co-host Jack. How are you JP?
1: I'm all good, thank you. How about yourself Josh? Very good,
0: thank you mate. I'm very good. Uh, We've just knocked back a two-parter. We're going to do it all in one. The Doctor Dances and the Unquiet Dead. Just before we jump in, just thanks to everybody that's engaging with us on the socials as usual. We really appreciate it. We're watching our likes go up every week. We're watching our, uh, our our listens go up every week. Our followers, TikTok's still booming. We've now started a fantasy football league, which I know nothing about or how to do or anything. So maybe, Jack, you could shed a bit more light on that.
1: Yeah, no, of course. Um, so some of you guys uh, today is recording as of the ninth of August. By the way, happy Doctor Who Podcast Day, twenty twenty three. Um, oh yes, we yes. Have started. Yeah, I know the, the best day. The best day to record. Um, we have started just to celebrate the start of the Premier League. Um, we're not sure if you guys, you know, if it's something you guys would be interested in. But if you are, uh, check out TikTok, check out Instagram, check out Twitter or X as it's now called. Um, we've started a Fantasy Football League um, just as a bit of a kind of a community thing. Uh, myself, Josh and Brad, we're all in there. And we have said that the winner of the uh, Fantasy League at the end of next you know, kind of this season, um, we will offer them the chance to appear as a guest on the podcast. Yeah. So, as I said, Check out the social medias for the details and the link and how to join the league. Um, please do try and make the funniest Doctor Who name. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be Doctor Who relevant. Um, but you know, we've we've made it as a Doctor Who uh, themed league. Um and also for you very, 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 very sharp-eared listeners, you may have just spotted the first kind of test that we actually put in this podcast where jo- uh, Josh actually said that we're reviewing the unquite dead. Instead of the empty child and the doctor dances, so uh, oh, straight day yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my
1: notes are miles off. Good pickup, to be fair. Yeah, I put doctor dances, like Look, quite a... yeah, whoops. One of us, one. Of... One of us is recording at half past seven in the evening, and one of us is recording, recording at half past ten. I'll let you guess <laughs> yeah, which one's It's going to be
0: uh, it's going to be an interesting recording session. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks, guys. Get involved in the uh, in the fantasy football league. It is yes, as you mentioned as well. It's Doctor Who podcast day. We actually missed out on the roundtable because um, well, I was asleep. Um, so yeah, we missed and I was out on that. Working. Part, and you were working, but. Yeah, we released a bonus episode we recorded with Raquel. Uh, that went live today, so we hope you guys like that. We'll definitely be looking at getting more guests on, obviously with the winner of the stupid fantasy football thing that we're doing now. But uh,
1: anyway, enough of that, JP.
0: What did you think of Doctor Dances and The Empty Child?
1: Interesting. Um, I've got to say, I actually think that The, um, the Empty Child was better than The Doctor Dances. Uh, well, uh, which one's much. which? so the empty child's the first episode episode nine yeah and the doctor dances is episode 10 wait and you preferred the first one preferred the first one but i actually there, there was a certain thing i really really liked about the uh, the doctor dances that i thought actually outdid the episode nine.
0: was it all the casual really, really sex weird.
1: references not really. Well, kind of. I, I guess it was the whole kind of theme of the Doctor dancing. I just really like. I know it's it's in the title, but I just really liked it. It was um, yeah. We'll we'll get there when we get there. But uh, no, two very very interesting episodes combined together to make a very good story. I'm not sure why they did a two parter in the middle of. Well, I say kind of in the middle of uh, the you know the season. I, I know we're getting towards the end of the season, but I'm not sure why they put a two parter here. Any insight at all on that or no, nothing to be fair.
0: I mean, I've said it a couple of times throughout this podcast. I don't think there's enough story for these two-parters. I really don't. Epis- like the first one, the the, 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 the empty, child. empty child. My God, I found that quite a slog, to be fair. I did- Normally I do these back-to-back as well. I'll just bang out the two-parters. I had to wait a day. I was like, I can't. I just don't have the attention span for it. Like, So I just, I mean, I don't know why they put the two-parter in. I think as I mentioned last week this is like regarded as one of the best Doctor Who stories of all yeah. time and um, it's written by Stephen Moffat who is or who goes on he writes a numerous amount of stories uh, over the next couple of seasons then he takes over from Russell as the showrunner and uh, I'm just gonna say fuck me is it a very moffaty episode I mean you've you haven't experienced <laughs> this yet but all of the gay references throughout it is very moffat and very very strange it's a very gay episode i don't mean that negatively there's just there's a lot of homosexual and pansexual things littered throughout it and moffat has this sort of witty um fast-paced dialogue and i was just like my god like we should have seen this coming this is there's one scene in particular we'll talk about later that's just I was just sat there thinking oh my god this is exactly like how every single episode plays out after a few series so very moffy but um yeah do you want to jump in with your notes JP like initial reactions where do you want to start mate
1: no let's just go chronologically I think that's the best way to do this um because it's I I mean I, I get what you're saying about the it does feel like they did stretch out the story. I think that's probably why I preferred the first episode to the second episode, because it felt like there was too much story for one episode, but not quite enough for two. If that makes sense. Okay.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But yeah, but let, let's let's jump in uh, kind of chronologically. So the very very first note that I've put on there is mauve is the universally recognised colour <laughs> for danger, and red is camp. I mean. I just, yeah, I did. I, you know what? When when I was watching um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, in, yes. and they make a point of saying about oh, people go on red. You oh know, yeah, the traffic lights. Yeah, 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 The traffic lights. Yeah, thinking about it, actually, what? Why is red our sign for danger? Yeah, you know, yeah I, I mean and everything. But like, it, it just, it was just one of those things that just caught me off guard so early in the, you know, kind of in the episode. I was just like. Oh, actually, that's a fair point. What what is there to stop Mauve being the the colour for danger? You know, I mean, all right, red alert sounds a lot more, you know, it rolls off the tongue a bit better. And and yeah, yeah, it just doesn't roll. But like still though, I was just like, huh, okay, fair enough. No, you're right. And that is like
0: again, I'm gonna probably bring this up with every single note, but that's an exceptionally moffat thing to do is to take something that is absolutely normal and just put this twist on it. And yeah, fair play. it does make sense. like maybe it is a really localized thing that we just have decided that red is bad, whereas red and you could argue red is the cover of uh, is the color of love and it's a warming color and it's an embracing mm-hmm. color. like, yeah, you're right. We have red blood flowing through our bodies. why why is it considered dangerous? But yeah, flipping that very, very moffaty. Maybe I'm tainted by all of the all of the moffat twists that he puts in his future things because I was just. I was like, oh, did you have to do that? Does it matter? Like, Why? Mauve, red. I don't, what color is mauve? Like purple? Yeah, it's like a purpley color. Basically red anyway. Do you know what I mean? Is it? I mean, you are colorblind in fairness. I am <laughs> colorblind in fairness. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But then, yeah. And then to say red is camp as well. Like, it fascinates me because Russell is homosexual and Stephen Moffat is straight and he's married and, but he's—it's like he's a closeted homosexual. There's so many, and again, I'm not saying this in a negative way, not at all. I'm just fascinated at how obsessed he is with littering through this. And I'm putting this in air quotes, but this woke agenda, because this is quite a woke episode with Captain Jack, and you know, you've got the 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 the, uh, the person whose house it is when he's hiding in the bunker, and then he's having an affair with the butcher, like littered throughout, and the military general yeah. or whatever it is maybe, I don't know, man. It's just, just threw me. I was just like, wow. But it's very Moffat, very Moffat, but very woke.
1: No, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my notes would were, were just be laughing at, at kind of comments that were, you know, made throughout the episode, which just, again, caught me off guard. And and, and now that makes sense, actually. To kind of listen, what you was uh, what you were saying there about the way that, you know, Stephen Moffat actually writes and everything. Like, that actually makes sense. He He writes stuff to just kind of, Make you think twice about things, yeah. Well, that's
0: yeah, that's Moffat in a nutshell. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Which which I really like. I really like. Now, um, talking of kind of looking at things in a different perspective, um, one of the the first things that I kind of clocked with the doctor is the doctor saying everything's totally fine, and there's just explosions just going off all (laughs) in the TARDIS, which again just made me chuckle. I was just like, it's. I know the doctor isn't british he's you know he's not even from earth but that's such a british thing to be doing you know when someone asks you when you're at work and someone says oh how are you doing you're like yeah all oh, good mate yeah, you know, know, like you, your house literally, literally could have like burnt down you know world war three could be at the door the plague could be in town you just like yeah, yeah. Not bad, mate. how about yourself and i just loved it i was just like yeah okay yeah i i see that i see that." that um... is that also a sort of toxic masculinity trait
0: as well i think right it'd be interesting to to get a female perspective know, really. on that, because I th- I think yeah. it is, you know, I think it is, especially with regards to a vehicle as well. It's the whole thing like a man won't stop and ask for directions; they'll just plow through. But like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know, I don't know, like you know, I've had some dodgy cars over the years. i like, oh, the window's falling down. Yeah, it's fine. I'll just hold it up. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Know, it's I, raining I, now. I,
1: yeah, I know, because you your one of your cars burnt my foot while I was sitting in it through an exposed wire that we found in the uh, in the footwell. Yeah, yeah, I had a little fuse hanging
0: out of the glove <laughs> compartment on the back. Yeah, it just and had again, a spare wire. If enough, you don't like, yeah. touch
1: it, it's fine. I know. I mean, what's a car journey if you don't set your foot alight once? You know, it's It just, did uh...
0: melt your <laughs> shoe, didn't it? That was absolutely ridiculous.
1: <laughs> hey, it became a limited edition trainer. You know, there was no other trainer like it. But Exactly, um... yeah, but again, but yeah, it was fine.
0: Whereas, you know, my girlfriend Laura, if that had happened in her car, she'd be like, no, I'm taking it to the shop immediately. Like, there's no way she would just power on through that so that's just <laughs> another sort of interesting sort of uh facet is it toxic masculinity yeah. is it britishness i don't know but you're right no, yeah exactly exactly
1: the world is so fine. of course it did make me laugh because they're chasing what we find out to be a bit of kind of just garbage well it, it's not garbage actually it, it, it's an ambulance but at the time you're not sure what it is and everything like that and it just really made me laugh it just it reminded me of kind of like a gta Police chase, you know, five star. <laughs> where he's just in the, the 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 spaceship is just in front of the TARDIS, and the TARDIS is struggling to keep up. And it's just like, you know, I mean, we we don't get it really in in the UK. Whether you get like a live police chase in America, it's a thing, isn't it? Where they follow yeah, a police yeah. chase with a helicopter. We we don't get that either, but you know, it kind of almost felt a bit like that. You know, you you're waiting to see what happens, and then suddenly it goes out, and you're like, right, where's it gone? What's it done? And you're just waiting when the doctor and and Rose kind of come into London, you're like, right, where is it? Are we gonna see it? Are we not? It just adds to that little bit of tension, which I quite liked actually. Um now talking of Rose, do you reckon Rose had seen the Spice Girls? <laughs> I mean, it's such a funny and on the
0: nose sort of costume change as well. Like she wouldn't have worn it in any other episode unless she was gonna be dangled
1: in the blitz, like oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And and the funny thing is, is because the doctor actually makes a comment, funny enough in the uh, in episode three about oh i can't believe you're wearing that you know as if to say i you're not going to blend in and then she's wearing this you know kind of big old union jack t-shirt which i like by the way i think it's a, it's a cool looking t-shirt but it was just so like as you say just on the nose um which really really made me chuckle yeah
0: no uh, yeah I, she did look quite fit in this she was strangely sort of i was weirdly attracted to her in this episode uh, but yeah, Union Jack t shirt. Brilliant.
1: Iconic look as well. Absolutely iconic look. Yeah. Hey, look, it worked for the Spice Girls, it worked for Doctor Who. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's it. to go it and buy myself wonders. one. But, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, if you've got to make a statement at work or at home or, you know, wherever <laughs> you want to make a statement, just go buy yourself a big old Union Jack dress or t-shirt and let the let the lights come rolling in. Um, <laughs> I'm glad the psychic paper was back. I love the psychic paper. Oh yeah, it does come back, didn't it? Yeah. It comes I just, like twice you know. in this episode, actually. It does, actually, yes, because it also comes back with Captain Jack as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I like um, that. Yeah. I like that whole scene of him in the, uh, what would you call it, the sort of underground smoking club, I think. My first That's reaction there, well, I guess so. But is it? Yeah, I guess so, actually. But like a Gatsby era sort of pub. But like, I, I was drunk because, again, you never see people smoke on the telly anymore. I know Netflix yeah. released a uh, released a rule, or maybe a law was put in place on them, where like you're only allowed a certain amount of cigarettes per series or per stream nowadays, mm-hmm. or something like that. And it has to be like era dependent as well. But I was like, oh shit, there's and they're like proper smokers as well. It's not even none of that fake shit. Like I was like, oh,
1: never see this. This is yeah, what a little uh, yeah. It's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? You know, because again, I I, I can't remember when they, they bought in the ban for, for indoor smoking. But of course, up until then, it, all right, people, you know, people knew that smoking was bad, but there was it was still acceptable to smoke indoors. And yeah, exactly. It was exactly. just seen as just something you did in the pub. That was it. You just drank and you smoke, and that was it. Um, I mean, I, I still can't get over the fact that people used to be out smoking aeroplanes, but that's... I know, different. it's mad, isn't it? It's oh, absolutely <laughs> mad. Yeah, but, you know, but yeah, no, I, I get what you mean, especially on the BBC as well. But then you know, then again, you you look at, you know, kind of Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. You know, David Jason, or Sir David Jason, always had a cigar, because that was part of his character, and I've yeah, got no exactly. idea if Sir David Jason actually, you know, just kind of between takes and everything, actually smoked the cigar, but that was part of the character. And I know that nowadays, I mean, Cillian Murphy um, had an interesting, because of course he's he just seems to play a smoker, doesn't he? Silly. Man. He does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, by, Bar fair. probably uh, Scarecrow Batman Begins, or yeah, all of Batman films. He he doesn't, you know, he played um. Oh, who was the guy's name in Peaky as He played. I can't remember now. Oh, I don't know. I've never actually seen it.
0: Oh actually—that's a lie. Oh. I I started watching Episode One, and I swear to God could not understand a word they were saying i had subtitles on and then i was just about getting it but i couldn't distinguish between who was talking so i couldn't commit
1: to to, to to any of our midlands viewers or listeners we're, we're very sorry that josh can't understand you please please yeah, do write send in, voice but don't leave a voice yeah. note. <laughs> please leave all the voice notes in the world and uh yeah uh no i can't remember who he plays and then of course he was playing in oppenheimer as well and you know, and everything like that. But, um, but he, I remember I saw an article online and he was like, I'm done playing smokers. He's like, <laughs> I, I, I smoke. It's like, it's pretty weird. It's like herbal things. They, so they actually do smoke, but it's just like, and i smoke it paper or say, but he's like, these oh, yeah, can't I be healthy. Up. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. exactly. Just a little mate, tangent. We've mate. got this guy at work, Renz. He's, uh, he's Filipino. And, um, this, this one day he just sent me like four voice notes and then he came up to me and was like, bro, can you, uh, can you translate? I can't understand the word she's saying. And it was just the most English accent you've ever heard. He was like, I just can't comprehend it. So now I get like three or four voice notes from him a day. I'm like, would you mind just translating this for me, please? So I'm like, yes. Okay, this is how I feel with the Birmingham accent. You, I was going to say, you
1: are the bloke with the dog in Hot Fuzz.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it. You're literally just there at work. Oh, we don't need the dog. It's not the dog we need. It's just Josh we need instead. That, and that is um, what all burmese well, that's what
0: all Brummies sound like to me. They just sound like that old man from off us. <laughs> you you just you've been out of the country too long, man. You need to come back. <laughs> um oh, anyway, damn. so yeah, psychic paper comes back. And then he makes and then every, so he says, I'm looking for something that's fallen from the sky, probably made a loud bang, and everyone starts laughing. I thought, oh, would people be laughing at that whilst the blitz is happening? Do you think?
1: Absolutely, yes. You reckon? Yeah, it's the british spirit mate it is just british spirit you no, know i think like, it's a bit uh, like just... making
0: a holocaust joke
1: as the jews go in the shower no 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 because it's it, it, that is different you know it's it, it's something that's it's a whole misery thing you, you know like a kind of a british thing like you know you get caught in the rain without an umbrella or a coat and you turn around to the bloke at the bus stop next to you that's waiting in the pouring rain you go great weather for ducks isn't it mate and then you have a little chuckle and then just saying, no, you just go it's a British, it's a British English. Is. And you've never done that before either. No, cause I'm, I didn't live through world war two, but it's, <laughs> it's that British kind of spirit. And you know, I mean, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of an example of something I've actually done. Um, I don't know really. There's, there's been loads of stuff that you just, well, actually I could think of what I'll tell you off air, but um, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a British, it's a British spirit that you kind of, you make a joke of the situation, you make light of it, and it makes the situation just a little bit more bearable, which I really like. And the, you know, there's a, there's a, a another, uh, there's a line later on in the episode where he says, where the doctor says about the, this damp little Island stands up to Hitler. And it's just like, Oh yeah. That yeah. That was a cool bit. British, bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a British spirit. And of course that's then kind of, kind of, um, grown on in episode two as well where rose is talking um uh, talking later in, in in episode two but um the interesting thing there, there are two distinct ways of going about uh, kind of solving a situation you've got the way that the doctor did it and then the way that rose went to deal with it in what because, sense well the doctor just says i'm going to ask around because of course the doctor doesn't uh, know yeah. where he is or anything like that but the doctor just says I'll just ask. Of course, he doesn't know that he's in World War II and things are falling from the sky the entire time. But let's be real: if he landed today and something fell from the sky, you, you'd be pretty sure that people would know about it and would be able to. Oh fall yeah, in exactly. The right yeah, yeah, You know, and it was only just a, an inconvenience that they ended up in the you know 1941. But a very interesting line that that came up again. Um, Rose says that's not very Spock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here there's a lot
0: of Star Trek references in this. Yeah. You know the, the nano genes that were in it. Uh-huh. They were originally yeah. supposed to be called nanites, but that got blocked yeah. because it was either that's either a thing in Star Trek or it was too similar to a thing in Star Trek. So they had to change it gotcha. to nano genes. But I love that oh. whole sort of comparison between I think this is why I prefer the second episode to the first, It's because that dynamic between Jack and the Doctor, which is alluded to in that first episode where Rose is comparing them as Old-fashioned let's go around talking and finding out compared to Jack's let's scan for alien tech all of that mm-hmm. that's that's really fascinating
1: I absolutely love that
0: and it and I also love the fact that that's quite American versus Britain as well to be fair
1: yeah, no, I get that I get that and that is kind of built on later um in episode two, like in the second episode with the uh, with the whole um it would you would call it a, a sonic the, the sonic gun? Sonic Blaster versus Sonic Sonic Screwdriver. Yeah, and he's uh, the
0: Doctor's, like, embarrassed to
1: admit it's called
0: the Sonic Screwdriver. Fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah, which, you know, I really, really like. Um, But, um, but yeah. So, so... yeah, that whole
0: interaction with Jack and the Doctor is fucking awesome. And without spoiling anything, Jack may or may not interact with some future Doctors, and he's known like his relationship with one other doctor is sort of like the relationship but i think people forget how good jack and the doctor are specifically in that second episode when they're literally dick measuring with like the screwdriver and the blaster and then there's a banana as like yeah. i was cracking up
1: through that it was absolutely brilliant well it was interesting because I, I i i actually thought when 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 he was first introduced um I, I was like, oh, he seems actually a bit of a dodgy, you know, kind of looking at the next episode and this I was, I, I said on the podcast then on air, I said, oh um, it looks like, an, you know, is that another doctor? And I'm like, oh, it could yeah. be another doctor. Um, And then kind of the first couple of lines of dialect and everything like that, I'm like, actually, he seems like a bit of a dodgy guy. <laughs> and then he, and then he, of course, he has the conversation with Rose and they stand on top of the spaceship. And then I'm like, Oh, no actually he seems like an all right guy he seems like a genuine <laughs> kind of type. and then it's just he but be- like he betrays me the audience rose the doctor and i'm like <laughs> damn dude but he redeems himself at the end so, he redeems you know, himself all- at the end yeah i actually had
0: a note sort of halfway through that second episode i was like another bad companion we've got another bad companion and i couldn't remember how the episode ended but obviously know that jack orbs a relationship with doctor. And i was like Again, why does the doctor forgive Jack? Like what he's so flip probably. but then I was like, okay, it's because Jack redeems himself at the end. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. yeah Talking of your uh, your second doctor theory, though. Did you shit yourself a little bit of the bit where Nancy goes to the doctor, go into that hospital and speak with the doctor? Did you, I know. Did you oh my like, goodness. even I was watching? I thought <laughs> I bet Jack's so gassed right now.
1: I was like, Oh no, I was like, I've called it, I've called it. I just oh <laughs> Because again, like the, after that happened, he, he, like kind of after the conversation where it turns out that Captain Jack isn't actually a true like time traveler and everything like that. I was like, oh, and then she's just like, yeah, go to the hospital and talk to the doctor. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, oh no, a minute. But yeah, a, a couple of notes. So just going back to just, just yeah, before yeah, yeah. Rose, of course, meets, um, meets Captain Jack. Um. I mean, of course, we get the first look at the at the child, where uh, where she's at, like, where the child's up on the on the rooftop. Creepy and as course, fuck. Oh man, I will tell you what, I gotta say, he, he's a as a kid that would have terrified you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He's creepy yeah. enough with the gas mask and everything like that, but it's, I mean, damn. It's, but that's... just quickly,
0: what is that child doing on that rooftop? That doesn't make any people. narrative sense, but he knows how to find
1: Nancy though. No he's looking for her. He can't he's trying to locate her but you know what do you do when you when you look for say Well, you go to the high ground and you you look around. He's not Obi-Wan Kenobi for fuck's sake. He doesn't know but this. He's, he's a just... smart kid. He's a smart kid. Smart. He's a fucking moron. But anyway, go on. <laughs> so yeah, so that was it. Um and then of course Rose decides to to climb up a, a barrage balloon and to to try and get <sighs> to the kid. I mean, that was my reaction as well. Because one thing is, barrage balloons do not have or did not have rope on them. It was wire, because the whole point of the barrage balloon was to stop a dive bomber by going down because it would cut its wings with the riot. It, oh, just, oh, that really hurts me, that dude. Just... Yeah. Just and, and, and why would you just up a do not just balloon? look
0: up. <laughs> just.
1: Oh dear, and I mean we are, you know. I just, I just put the thing because again, I've re, I've recently re- rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy, and and uh, I just, I just put I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, <laughs> just where <laughs> she's going up. But
0: again, <laughs> that, that bit is like... such nonsense, and then she's so she's, she's, again. Okay,
1: I did like the fact
0: that her gymnastics came back from episode one. I thought gymnastics. that was quite a good.
1: It wasn't gymnastics. It was superhuman ability. She was up there for yeah, like an
0: hour. But that's a good <laughs> callback to when she was swinging on the axe. That, I, okay, I was like, yeah, this is far-fetched, but at least they've laid some groundwork for this. Like, now it makes sense why that seems in the first episode. But yeah, I mean, she climbs up this rope, which shouldn't be a rope. She doesn't look up and see that it's clearly attached to a blimp she then yep. it then just untethers itself because yep. it just does as it
1: does yeah
0: and then yeah. all of it like literally a second later she's then fucking you know higher than big bed and saint paul's cathedral and she's floating around <laughs> and oh god it's it's moments like that that i think stay in my head and let these episodes down for
1: me I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's something that irked me, but I wouldn't have said it was something that would have completely ruined the episode. I don't think I've had not that I can think of anyway. Maybe if listening back, I probably have had something that, you know, kind of, well, the ending of the episode of uh, of Dalek, but I don't think I've had something like that that's ruined an episode for me yet. All right, it's, it's an annoyance, but it's not something that I would consider, you know, kind of the be or the end or you know what I mean? No, but, um, no, 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 although, no, no. saying that, Rose wasn't the person that took the biggest risk there and then. The doctor was because he picked up a random cat in an alleyway <laughs> yeah. found in World War II and did not get clawed to death. I mean, fair play to him because I love cats and I like to think the cats like me, but I would not pick up a random cat. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. Fair play. That's pretty brave. Brave for the doctor there. The, bra- the bravest was, man in London.
0: Yeah. I got tricked by a cat just the other day. It came up. Sort of rubbed against me. What clearly wanted a rub just to get out on the street. So I'm rubbing mm-hmm. its back, rubbing its back. It rolls over, and it's like go for the oh. belly. go for the belly, go for the belly. Oh. Rookie mistake. I went for the belly, and then my hand came up, and it'll be like I put it in a shredder. The little shit. So I had to kick it yes, into the they... road and watch him get run over.
1: Oh, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> That's not what happens. <laughs> God, that it took a turn. We, we just, I just felt us lose like 10 followers just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got like to that. clarify that that was a joke. Otherwise, I will get death threats. <laughs> um, talking of death threats, um, interesting that the doctor, um, of course, Nancy comes up to the doctor. doctor goes back to the TARDIS. He's like, oh, Rose is gone, everything like that. I'll wait for her and, and do that. And the phone on the outside starts ringing. Yeah, first of time Nancy... in Doctor
0: Who history, apparently.
1: Really? Interesting, interesting. I mean, it would make sense because it's technically not connected to the world that it's in. It's connected to the TARDIS, but not through the ground, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Nancy says, don't answer that. And what I really liked about the Doctor there and then is the Doctor asks why. He doesn't just go, well, I'm the Doctor. I've been to everywhere and I've been every, you know, more places than you can ever have been you know, you're know, you in 1941, you're not going to know anything about technology, I'm answering it he asks her why, because he uses her experience and her knowledge of the time there and then
0: yes, exactly and I exactly. like
1: that it's not having a tour guide, if you ever go to a place that you don't know, you know or, or you know, you, you see people all the time when they go up to Everest or anything like that, they'll always use a Sherpa that knows the local area and has the local knowledge yeah. I just really like that. You know, it's instead of thinking about a place and having local knowledge, you know, it's it's time as well. Time is, is a, you know, which was a really, really interesting point. And I really, really like that for, you know, kind of character progression of the doctor.
0: Yeah, exactly. And again, it's the big difference between him and Jack is he's going around and using this local knowledge and Jack is not. And I think that's most evidence when he steals the ambulance and he's like, oh, it was empty. I swear it was empty. It's not me. And then the doctor's mm-hmm. like, no, it's got the nanogenes in it. You stupid twat. Like what are yeah. you doing? And if he'd have just asked around, like the
1: doctor would have, he would have known that. Exactly. Now, talk of the stupid twats. Um, of course, we then cut Brad's to, not joined uh, this Cap- episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, We then cut to catch Jack, of course, in what I'm assuming is some kind of officers' mess hall in in London. Um, I just oh, with the I mean, best opening line
0: of any character.
1: Uh, just excellent bottom. I love it. I love it. Just, I, I mean, that's incredible. I, I just, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I get it that you, you they kind of re- not wreck on it, but they kind of go back and show that he just says that about everyone. But would that? Have, I mean, would that have aired nowadays? Yeah, very Would that have made it out? Would that have made it out? The right is the question. I don't know. I really, really don't know. And
0: listen, like I love Captain Jack as a character. There's a few behind the scenes. I, John Barrowman, the actor, has recently been cancelled. Um, so, you know, oh, whatever. That him? That's him. Yeah. Whatever. Oh. Let him do him behind the scenes. Captain Jack is a fucking awesome character. Yeah. Apparently, he's been cancelled recently because he was like, he'd run around the set and he'd moon the other actors and he'd be really flirty with <laughs> the other doctors. And I don't know. He's been cancelled retrospectively, but he's a fucking brilliant character and he's a flirt. Uh, I don't know if he would get away with it nowadays, to be fair. But that's like happening on and off.
1: No, but that's what I mean. Well, yeah, no, I like I
0: mean. like yeah. yeah, but even the on-screen stuff, the excellent bottom, which is in a kid's show, someone is saying nice ass. Like that is what's happening. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. It wouldn't happen nowadays. Like, no, it's, I mean, just, it's a different yeah, it's, time. It's a different time.
1: And I get that they kind of I get why they put it in because they want to show that he's a bit of a bit of a playboy, you know, flies by the seat of his pants, you know, tallyho, chaps, I'm just going to do whatever, uh, which I get, but I just feel like there was probably other ways <laughs> they could have shown that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I just thought it was funny. And as I said, they kind of retconned it further down the line with him, you know, kind of just flirting with everything, the moves really, which I just, yeah, exactly. I'm, I love it. I'm not saying it makes not, not it, it acceptable, but still just, it was just kind of like you could tell that people were getting ready to go oh, well, you know, you've not made it... Uh, wait a minute, he's doing it for everything. So it just, I don't know, it's just character development, but I'm not sure it's character development that maybe would have flown now. But who, I mean, look, who knows? Who knows? It made me laugh anyway. Um, So, of course, we then go to Nancy. Uh, Nancy and the kids. And, yeah. I mean, she gets in every nook and cranny in the house, doesn't she? I mean, my Jesus. God. She, like, like she's playing Skyrim. She just goes in the house and that house is... Empty. Like she loots the fair, shit like. out of that house. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah, she... yeah, yeah, she really does. Yeah. So, yeah, Nancy. Uh, what do you think of her as a character?
1: Interesting. I there is a, a point I made kind of later in you know uh, I think it was episode two actually. It was. Why I I never get this. I know, well I do get it because it, it kind of it drags out the story a little bit and adds a bit of tension, but. Why do characters never tell the full story? Oh,
0: mate, don't. It's, it's so annoying. I call it a post-it
1: problem where everything
0: could be resolved if you just wrote a little note on a post-it, and that would solve everything. Yeah. Like it's,
1: a, it's, it's so infuriating. Did you see the twist come in? I kind of did, but then I kind of didn't, I because... To me, I, I don't know if this is where I'm just getting old now. You know, I'm, I'm old at the ripe old age of 25. But <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I didn't think she looked old enough to be a mum. Yeah, well, there
0: you go. She was actually, at the time of recording, she was 20. So technically,
1: yeah, she was old enough to be a mum. Well, no, because the kid, well, yeah, I suppose, yeah, actually. No yeah, problem, the kid yeah. was five. But the I, kid was four or five yeah. Yeah. But it just yeah, just that that was the only thing that threw me off. I was just like, oh no, she's far too young. She looked like to me, she almost looked like Wendy out of uh, Peter Pan. You know, the, the the kind of the older sister that's in charge because she's older and she's more sensible, a little bit more experienced, that kind of thing. Rather than oh, she's an actual mum, like right? you know. And it was an interesting plot. Yeah, it was an interesting twist to be honest. Um, but, yeah, again,
0: very uh, Moffat. I mean, she's a good character. Yeah. I don't really have too much to say about her. Like. She's there for the plot. That's pretty much it. Mm. She's a, again, mate, I'm coming back to it, but she's a very Moffat-y character. There's that moment where she gets caught raiding the house and that entire yep. scene, my God, like just her flipping it, her witty remarks, him then turning out to be the one that was gay. Like that is so Stephen Moffat. It is absolutely unbelievable. Like if you want a hint as to what happens in Moffat and Peter Capaldi, uh, yeah, Peter Capaldi's, Era, it's that scene. Like that is the most Moffat you scene. We we've got to try and remember that when we get round to it, because mm-hmm. that scene happens about ten times per episode in Stephen Moffat's era.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. Um almost as interesting as they're all set round the table, right? All all the children are set round the table. <laughs> that's what the era is. You're gonna on, talk right? about
0: Batman Doctor. <laughs>
1: A Batman Doctor. We, we, need, we need to bring up Batman Doctor because the, you are, you know, you're a child. You, you sat there. You're in the middle of an air raid. So you've got to keep an eye out anyway because you're in someone else's house. You're all sat around a table. So technically, <laughs> you should have a 360 degree view. And Batman, sorry, the Doctor, manages to just sneak up on the table. No noise whatsoever. No child goes, Hold on a minute. Who's this man? I mean, fair play. <laughs> Maybe he was on the ceiling. Like, I just, he just dropped I down yeah. from the ceiling.
0: Yeah, again, it's just little things like that. This episode is not as good as everybody says it is. I don't think,
1: but uh... oh, I don't know though. I, he made up for it with his uh, absolutely incredible drawing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just oh mate, it, it reminded me. Do you remember that uh, that kind of phase that everyone went through with? Uh, what was it called Draw with Friends? You know, oh you, yeah, you to, yeah, 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 yeah. You you, you were given a thing, and then it was like, oh, you have to draw this, and the, you got points, and the, you got more points for the quicker they guessed it. Did you ever play that with a random or mine because that was <laughs> it was just really shit much, that was it that it was just like <laughs> what's this and you're just like I've got no
0: and it turns right. out that's a fucking church or something. Do you know what i mean? like? What are you talking yeah. about? I actually oh, yeah. really like that moment because I was genuinely expecting him to pull up this like artists rendered because it mm-hmm. happens all the time in movies. Someone scribbles something down and then it's like, I think there's a great one in Mission Impossible where Tom Cruise sees this guy for like 10 seconds, sketches him on biro on his hand, shows it to this colleague and he's like, the colleague goes like, yes, I know exactly who that is. And I'm like, oh, it just wouldn't happen. So I kind of loved that this was like a shitty rudimental sketch like yeah i was all for that
1: no it was it was quite funny again i'm assuming this is very moffat catches you off guard you know as you say you're expecting the doctor to come up with some picasso-esque drawing and it's just (laughs) like something that's been scribbled on the back of a napkin you know somewhere. Um, just the least helpful thing in the world yeah no that's it um a a, a very polite devil child gotta say knocking first i think that you know more more uh, horror films should take note, and you know they should probably oh, knock yeah. before they give you a jump scare or something like that. Just to <laughs> let them know, yeah, you know, let you know that they're coming. And, and yeah, they're exactly. Playing. It's got manners. It's a it's a well raised little child. Why I, I I didn't understand why the why the child knocked. I just yeah. I, it didn't yeah. make sense to what what it was there. It, you just was expecting it to just try the door. It's locked. Move on.
0: But, I mean, if he can make unplugged radios and phones that aren't phones work, and I'm pretty sure he's the one that untethers the barge or the blimp or whatever it is, like, surely he can unlock that door. And we see him punch through a wall later on oh, in episode Oh, yeah, two? no,
1: I, I made a note of that. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely made a note of that. Um, yeah, uh, the other thing that really, really made me chuckle in the first of the two episodes was... Um, I think it's Nancy that says about uh, big ears and big nose. Yeah. Yeah, he gets quite a beating in this episode uh,
0: or in this series, to be fair. Like, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. um, Which just made me think of the Michael Scott thing where he just goes, boom, roasted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like, I just really just, it just made me chuckle. There you go, Brad. If you're listening, that is one for TikTok right there. You can <laughs> you can use the uh, use the Michael Scott thing. In fact, he there probably will use that as well. So, uh, well, he better be fucking listening. I tell you that. Nothing. He better be listening. Um, yeah. Listen, um, yeah. other we... things.
0: In... Oh, go on, go on, go on. Go on.
1: Well, go on. I was because I was going to move on, but yeah, now we can.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say other things in episode one. Listen, I found it a bore, but I do love when the Doctor meets Doctor Constantine. I think that oh. whole exchange is brilliant. Victor Meldrew himself, absolute legend, just being a grumpy Doctor that's dying, but he's doing the right thing. Awesome and fucking horrific as well. That transformation.
1: Oh my god! I just, the the whole thing going in. I mean, I I don't like hospitals anyway. They, they creep me out. <laughs> something something massive, and of course he goes in there and there's just bodies laying on the bed with the gas masks. <laughs> and and yeah. he's just like, oh, not a fan of that. And then of course you go over to the doctor and 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 he's you know he's just like, oh. To have a look at what's wrong, and it, and then the doctor realizes it's the same injury over and over and over again, which of course yeah. actually makes sense because I'm assuming it's the same injury that the child suffered when he got hit by the, exactly, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. When he, when he got that hit by that the... was
0: the base template that the genes had to, to base yeah. humanity on. But yeah, absolutely, just
1: and I just brutal. It, it was the the kind of he was playing that stubborn doctor, you know, the guy that is literally fighting death. On both fronts for, you know, fighting death for other people and himself. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it's kind of like when he's a bit ill, I was sitting there thinking, okay, maybe he's kind of like, I don't know, maybe they're going to go on some kind of like outbreak or something like, kind of like cholera or, you know, something that would happen. And of course, it's then when you see the scar on the back of the hand and he sits down and he just puts his hand out and you just sit and you're like, oh, no i don't want you yeah. to die <laughs> like you know it's just it's like that, that kind of thing when you're watching a zombie movie and then the one of the main characters just looks down and there's a pool of blood and you're like oh
0: yeah sean's mum in to... Shaun of the dead is the one that yeah. always gets it for me when oh. she pulls the tissue out of her
1: <laughs> sleeve and she's like oh.
0: did you did you recognize the hospital jp no didn't it is Should the same fake hospital albion hospital as the one with the little space pig from Aliens of London. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
1: cool little throwback
0: there as well. Yeah.
1: Um, another little throwback as well. Apparently, it was around the corner from Limehouse. And as I watch it on the train, I, you know, towards the end of the episode, episode was actually going through Limehouse Station, which really made me laugh. I was like, I oh, probably <laughs> could see it from here. You know, That's but um, yeah, we have not talked about uh, enough about the trend, like kind of the transformation. Uh, just
0: oh mate it is doctor horrific
1: beast i mean oh
0: I, I mean, it's Aiken very yeah it, yeah like literally throwing up a gas mask that then
1: consumes your face literally just i mean that how oh, you can't be comfortable and just it's just the fact that like it just molds its face yeah. like oh that but even that's... like yeah even the acting
0: with the doctor and then the, the 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 military guy at the end of the second episode just watched the guy. M-, m-, mom, yeah, yeah it's like Oh yeah, sins. this is mental. It's very in yeah. line with this series, and it's like it's blood churning moments, to be fair, like. But did you notice, JP? Technically, this is the first episode or the first story where someone doesn't die. Someone doesn't die. Everybody lives. Everybody comes back at the end, and they're not technically dead. They're just being overwritten by these genes. This is the first well,
1: story. Yeah, actually, in fact, because that makes sense. In fact, this is probably actually an episode where there's not actually technically a bad guy. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because the 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 monster is actually just nano genes that are there actually to be a kind of a, a help rather than a, a weapon, and I know. I know Captain Jack's a bit of a con artist, but again, not villain, yeah, of, it's an accident. Yeah. He's not a villain. It's a, yeah, he redeems himself and it's an accident. He didn't mean to unleash what well, we know now as nanogenes, but he didn't mean to unleash some kind of monster into, into London. So yeah, no, now you say that. And I suppose that's maybe probably the reason why everybody lived is because they were like, right, we don't actually have a villain in this episode. So what's the need to kill off everyone? I mean, you get, is that a Moffat thing or? fucking Absolutely, is that a moffat thing? It's the
0: most moffat thing of all. There's not a villain, or the real villain is humanity or capitalism Ooh. or something along oh, those lines. Yeah. yeah, 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 very moffat, very, very moffat. But I mean, mate, enough on episode one. The most sort of uh important note I have on episode one, I actually jotted down in episode two, and it's that this recap at the beginning of episode two is more interesting than the entire episode. No, one. It should mad. have just I, been I, that recap.
1: No, you're mad. I, the, the episode one, I, I no, compared to the, the two episodes, episode nine, and episode 10, episode nine was far more interesting. My my notes for episode no nine way, man. were a no lot way. bigger than episode 10. Because I'm not saying episode 10 wasn't interesting, but episode nine just laid the groundwork. Perfectly <laughs> for it and I, I it's what I was saying at the start where I feel like there was too much story for them to put it into one episode but they sat down they went right we're going to put it into two episodes but there wasn't enough story to properly fill episode two so they kind of stretched it out as much as they could you know have the thing where nancy gets captured and she's sitting there and she's going for a part interrogation and we're sitting it, it just feels like they're kind of dragging it out a little bit and oh, it, it's probably a family guy actually funny enough does this the worst i i love family guy i think it's very well written you know Seth an absolute talented genius but now and again they'll do these kind of what they call gags or sketches that oh, just yeah drag on yeah. for like three you, you and you know what i mean like the, the, the thing, worst one thing- is
0: when peter hits his knee right is that are you going to yeah, say anything? Exactly. and for about just five minutes, that. he's just going. Yeah. Ah, okay. But, and,
1: can we move on? Exactly. And I felt like that was kind of episode ten. They were just dragging things out a little bit more, and I just felt like it was because they didn't have enough to finish the episode with. But mate, see, no, no I, I,
0: I thought it was the other way around. I thought episode one just felt like filler. Rose on the balloon. That was a waste of time. Rose and Jack okay was interesting but that could have been like one scene it didn't have to be dragged out the bit where they're on the table the bit where you know they're 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 okay the hospital is good but then there's a lot of filler there I just thought I thought it was totally the other way around and then um episode two it's like he's it's action-packed and everything's moving and you've got the doctor and Jack and they're bouncing off each other and I thought it was moving much quicker. Episode two. I'm so interested oh. it, that you thought episode one was uh, was better.
1: Yeah. No. I just I just got a lot less notes on on episode two than I do on episode on episode one. It just I don't know. It just interesting. Yeah. It was it was interesting. Um. So of course the first note I've got was of course the Doctor and uh, and Captain Jack talk about a weapons factory. Yes. Yeah. And he about uh, with, the, with the Sonic, uh, with the Sonic, what was it? It's Sonic gun, Sonic cannon, Sonic Sonic Blaster, I think. Sonic uh, Blaster. That's think, it. I think, think Sonic it. Blaster, yeah. Um, and, and he says, Yeah, no, I've seen the, uh, I've seen, I've, I've seen the weapons factory. There's a brilliant banana factory there now. And Jack's like, Wait, <laughs> what? And he's just like, I really like bananas. They're a great source of potassium. <laughs> and I, I just wrote, Did the doctor blow up the factory on purpose? Oh, oh
0: I would say so, yeah. I, I don't you, know, to though. me that
1: sounds to me that sounds like he blew it up on purpose and put a banana like kind of a banana what do you call it um garden or you know a place that grows bananas plantation i think plantation that's it yeah it just sounds like he just put one of those there instead and i feel like he'd done that on purpose <laughs> but then it wasn't built upon so I, I just don't know i'm pretty sure in moffat's last episode they go back to that factory
0: I'm pretty yeah. sure, or it's definitely mentioned something along those lines. Yeah, it definitely gets called back in the in Muffat's last episode.
1: Interesting, almost as interesting though as a line that Rose says, um, when he's stressed, he takes it out on other species. <laughs> yeah, I love, oh that. my god, racist I, doctor. <laughs> I just, he's just, but it's not, it's just, he's just pointing out like why he's better than other species he's just like oh this is <laughs> that and she says like oh you should hear when he cuts himself like himself shaving or something like that and i'm just like <laughs> yeah how many times do you just do something and it's mind like mildly inconvenient like i don't know, stub your toe or something like that and you come out and you just come out with some just i don't know just random words and then it makes you feel better and then you forget about stubbing your toe yeah i agree with me being in dubai it's when you first get in your car
0: it's red hot ac hasn't Ooh. quite kicked in yet and you get stuck in traffic and i find i'm so fucking oh, fucking why is my life like this i fucking hate my life it's too hot so, too much traffic and then the ac kicks in and then you're like okay that was unnecessary that was probably unnecessary
1: yeah but it's just like that little burst but that was very interesting though and again i'm not like it, it's another interesting point on the on the doctor's character because I would have thought, you know, because what you said, it is technically the doctor technically being, well, it's not racist, but it's more species, I guess. Species? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, know, but you know what I mean? like, I, Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like the kind of, um, and I wouldn't have thought the doctor would have been like that. I would have thought he'd have been more educated, maybe, I guess. Well, this, then, is,
0: this is an issue yeah. that a lot of people have with, David Tennant, it's one of his biggest criticisms, and Christopher Eccleston by by proxy is that they're too human. And I think this is why I like Peter Capaldi so much is that you can tell Peter Capaldi and Matt Smith, to be fair, that they're aliens. Whereas, again, Chris and David, they are like you you forget that they're aliens, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's what I said, you know, about um, about the Doctor being very. You know, almost very British, right at the start of the episode. You know, oh, it's totally fine with the exposure. Yeah, you know? exactly, not,
0: exactly.
1: That that's not really something you'd expect. And I mean, I don't get me right. wrong, aliens could be, yeah, you know, kind of the same as the British, but it, it's a very British thing. It's a very kind of human thing to be doing. And no, I, I yeah, and I get that. I could see that. I mean, I've not seen. Well, Christopher Eccleston is the only Doctor I've I've sat down and watched, so <laughs> I, you know, I don't really have an opinion. But it's going to be interesting to see kind of when. When we do get to David Tennant and Matt Smith, Christopher um, not Christopher Eccleston. Who's your favourite one? Um, the
0: Paul JD
1: Whit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when we get there. But um, yeah, um. So then we go to back to the child that, of course, is not strong enough to punch down a door that's made out of wood, <laughs> a bit of glass, and a metal handle, to then goes full Kyle and just. Punches through a concrete wall. Yeah. I, yeah, that was an interesting one. Uh, I mean, they obviously make a point of, oh my God, he punched through a wall, but, and the doctor does say that he's getting stronger, but it just was a bit random, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was, yeah, it took me uh by surprise as well. They obviously, they
0: explain it at the end of the episode, and it does make sense. They're designed to be soldiers and warriors that's why they've got this attitude but at the time i was like "Fuck, where's this come from jesus
1: yeah i know it was just like huh okay fair enough and I, i guess they wanted to kind of up the threat a bit you know oh suddenly it's not just a creepy thing that you can't let touch you've got a you know he can actually kill you as well i guess but it just yeah it was just a bit random really um then we come to the thing that i really really liked about episode 10 the whole thing. Dancers against non-dancers. Right. What do you mean? I I just really like it. There there's an interesting um there's an interesting theory. I I, I watch a lot of stuff from a a, a channel who, who I think you watch as well called New Rockstars. Shout out to New Rockstars. Brilliant channel. Brilliant yeah, breakdowns. Yeah. You know they do a lot of Marvel stuff, a lot of Star Wars, all that stuff. And there's a guy there, Eric Voss, and his main theory for the Marvel MC, like kind of just the MCU. Is it's actually a story about dancers and non-dancers? Oh, I hate
0: all this shit.
1: I like it. I really like oh, it. Actually. I think, such I, I, nonsense. And it's just, it, I, I suppose you could like the ending, you know, where they're where they're dancing, where they go to pick up Jack and they they rescue Jack, and it's just so sweet that they're just dancing. Quite like that. I think. I, I, yeah, I, it ties the episode in a nice bow. I think because you go from, yeah, you know, Rose dancing with the with Captain Jack. Then Captain Jack goes, Oh, look at me. I'm very fancy. I'm very, you know, kind of elegant and everything like that. And the doctor's a bit more ham-handed and and everything. But then it shows that the doctor can also dance as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. On that, we don't really talk about this too much, but the director for this episode, whose name I've totally forgotten, does an amazing job. That bit where the doctor and Rose are, I don't know if they're dancing or if they're just like sharing in, sharing an embrace whilst they're locked in that room. And then it transitions Mm -hmm. and Even we don't realise as the viewer that, oh shit, they're now in Jack's spaceship. I'm like, that was fucking brilliant. And then again, jumping ahead, but at the end, there's a very similar scene where Jack's having his last drink goodbye and then the camera pans back through the ship and then all of a sudden you're in the TARDIS. And again, like, yeah, I love that. This whole dance is nonsense, but the actual directing of this episode. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. No, I like that. I, I
1: like that, and of course, Jack, jack makes a, a very yeah a very good point oh most people realize that they've been teleported onto a ship so it obviously shows that there's a very very good connection between Rose and the doctor and it's, it's something we've, I was gonna say it's something we've seen time and time again I mean we had a whole conversation with raquel when we had a conversation last episode with father's Day about what is the the relationship between Rose and the doctor and and honestly I still don't know. Yeah well that I was going to say
0: do you now think it's starting to become a bit romantic because there's clearly some jealousy got, now yeah. right
1: there, there's got I wouldn't even say it was jealousy I, I just think it's more a kind of fate really I, I and it's really weird because Rose obviously likes Captain Jack you know he's very um y- you know you can just tell by he's the way he's very yeah 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 no for sure and I, I don't know, I just feel like the Doctor almost got a bit jealous, maybe yeah. I suppose, yeah, what you said about being jealous yeah, I suppose the Doctor got a little bit jealous, but I just feel like it's just something that comes naturally between the Doctor and Rose because he just goes, I just remembered I know how to dance, and then yeah, that's it, yeah. whereas like Jack genuinely, he has to try with the you know, with the champagne and the impressive ship that's got the cloak cloaking thing and buy, the big, you know, buy a big pen. whereas the Doctor just is the Doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that totally. So, I, but I don't know. It's it's a very, very interesting thing. And of course, we saw the Doctor Wingman in um, Rose a couple of episodes in the Long Game. So, obviously, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously interested, but is he interested? I mean, because if you was, yeah, say if you're, you know, you're you're there and you're trying to chat to you, you, you know, you're trying to chat up a girl or something like that, and you're interested and you're genuinely interested, you're not going to help Wingman somebody for her, right?
0: yeah i don't know
1: man i don't know like it's so strange i, I almost feel like it's a um, a professional relationship you know what i mean they they know that they probably shouldn't but that doesn't mean there's not something there
0: yeah yeah like a yeah like in a like in a workplace or more like a, like a workplace of, yeah I mean, oh i'm thinking more yeah. like a fucking therapist than a patient right he's got that duty of care yeah i suppose yeah no actually yeah but anyway, only three episodes left to find out what happens.
1: Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting. It, it's something that just you know, I, I'm still every episode I watch, I still I'm still toying with the idea. I can see either side. I can see it being kind of an actual, you know, kind of an actual relationship or a, or a friendship. I can see I can see either side. It, it's very. I don't think I've ever been on the fence about something as much as what the doctor and Rose are. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um convenient nanoges though, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> I think it's fine because that probably will exist soon, won't it?
1: Yeah, I suppose. I, I I mean look, you know, it's kind of it's almost like what Star Trek does, you know. It's it's so far in the future that you just go, it could happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. 51st And you can't you can't question universe. it because
1: it, it could happen, you know, at the end of the day. I mean well, I mean, you you look at kind of how far medical technology has come in in the past, what hundred, hundred fifty years.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, well, even so... look at it from nineteen forty one, how different it's become.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. You know, um. So yeah, so it's just I don't know. It, it it did feel like a kind of almost like a convenient plot point, but at the same time, though, I can't argue too much because it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we then go on to of course another what you've now identified as a Moffat thing where they're obviously scouting out the, the area and it's uh, he, just when just, he just goes you're not his type <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and
1: then he just goes over and starts flirting and he just goes over and I'm just like ah huh, okay and you can actually I, I, I don't know if it was scripted or whether it was unscripted but you can see Rose absolutely cracking up in the background. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I, I genuinely, that. I genuinely think it's when he starts walking away, and I just, I don't know if that was something that was scripted or whether that was Billy Piper just not being able to just contain her laughter from what because I think it's saying that Krista Eccleston says, "Oh, he's just a 51st century guy" or something like that. Yeah, I think I,
0: I'm thinking... not sure. Go
1: on. Go on.
0: I, was just, I think that's one of the instances of where John Barrowman, the actor, drops his trousers and just moons them. I think that's what that is. I think that's what's happening there.
1: Gotcha. Well, no, because he's in the foreground. Oh, is he? Yeah. He, he's walking towards the camera. You see him walking. T- I'm sure of it. I oh, maybe it not then. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just, you know, but it was just it just Billy Piper's reaction, though, of just absolutely. I, and that's why it was so... <laughs> it was so kind of almost realistic and human. I don't think it was scripted because she's just absolutely cracking up. And it's just yeah. brilliant. I mean, you know, where, where I think the doctors going? Oh yeah, we're just, you know, this, you humans, you just went out and just seek life and did what come natural. And it was just like, I just put I uh, love that on. Seek new yeah, life clap alien cheeks, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, that's it. I just like, love it. Brilliant. You know. Uh, you would though, um, wouldn't you? I'd
0: have a go on an alien. Yeah, I mean, as long as it was safe. It would depend what the alien looked like as well. To be fair, I wouldn't
1: have a go on a Slavine, for an example. <laughs> I I never go the Wooden Bird in the, in episode two. Yes, yeah. But... All yeah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm saying again, I say I say kind of about safe and everything. You know, they you know they always. Say oh, could you yeah, imagine the splinters dunk. you'd get? Uh, yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. Or what, what? What if it's acidic or something? you, you, do. <laughs> you you'd have to be so. Careful, like, yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the boys? Uh, I think I watched season one, and that was about it. Oh, mate, you need to watch the boy. He's so fucked up, but it's so funny. And it's just a bit where he's just like, yeah, no, I was, I was, I was, you know with this girl, and and she, she, she had frost powers, and then we're going at it, and she sneezed, and she froze. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm just like, no, no, that's no. Oh dear. Anyway, let's move swiftly on before I completely cringe myself out. <laughs> um yeah, I then we go back to Nancy and she's like, Oh, tell me the full story. Like when when Rose is like, Oh, I'm um, you know, I can't really say m- who we are and everything like that. And Nancy's like, Oh, well you've got to tell me the full the full story, you know, I need to trust you. And I'm like, Yeah, you're fucking you fucking hypocrite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, This whole episode oh, yeah. could have been avoided if you just had just gone. Yeah, I'm your mum.
0: Yeah, this whole episode is over in the first scene if you just
1: give your child a sodding hug. Yep. Or when, you know, the doctor goes, why shouldn't I answer the phone? She goes, well, my son, who's now, you know, quite literally sprouted a gas mask and has come back from (laughs) the dead, is walking around Blitz London going, where's my mummy? And every person he touches turns into him. Yeah, exactly. But just just do me a favour and just don't tell him I'm his mum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's there you it. go. Problem solved. Oh dear. Communication, guys. This is the key thing that we're saying these two episodes. Communication is key. That goes for relationships, work, sport, gaming, the whole lot. Communication's key. <laughs> you know, it's just you know, I'm, I'm expecting the kind of you know Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Someone just to come in and just goes, Martha. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Martha. Again, yeah. another film that could have been ended by decent communication, but the uh, by the by. All Um, the world's greatest detective
0: looking up and realising that Clark Kent's mum's name is Martha. Right. Let's not get into it. Let's not get into it. The resolution of this episode, does the doctor just wing it? I think that's what's happening, right? He goes, just give him a hug and just hopefully the nanogenes will pick you up as the mother, but I don't know actually if they will. I'm sort of just hoping here, fingers crossed. I'm not looking. Just do it.
1: Yeah, it felt like a kind of almost like a calculated gamble. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like exactly. he, it, it it was it was almost like a kind of, it, it, like an intelligent guess. Yeah, exactly, maybe. exactly. It's you like know, picking, it's...
0: like picking the middle answer in a multiple choice question.
1: Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. That um, I did like the ending though. I I, I preferred the ending of this to episode three, where it was just kind of, you know, and episode six, Dalek as well, where it was just washed away and and that was it. You know, kind of where. The old, I guess you call it, of of kind of under people, yeah, uh, kind of you know coming in and they're getting closer and we know the bombs coming down to destroy it and you you, you know there's a beeping and everything. I, I it was more tense. There was yeah, there yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. a peak in this episode, which I I preferred, definitely preferred. Um, yeah, no, it was interesting and as you say. It did kind of feel like the doctor winged it a little bit. <laughs> um, but,
0: and then of course yeah. everybody lives. If which again don't... is quite a more fatty thing
1: yeah i mean even still i'm not sure well the only thing i couldn't work out was of course captain jack gets the bomb in a kind of a stasis beam yeah uh, surely he could just drop it in the sea uh,
0: yeah or drop it on the bomb site that's just gone off that is officially at like yeah I think he's sad. I, I, yeah, it was a little weak, but I get it from a narrative point. of
1: view. Yeah. yeah, I just, you know, I suppose it's his redemption curve and everything like that. But I just, you know, for the time it took him to get to space or even just outside, you, you know, surely he could have dropped it in the sea. I, it, I even the Thames, if you don't want to go that far. Or just drop it on yeah. something else
0: that's just recently blown up. Who gives a fuck?
1: Yeah, no, that's it. That That was the only kind of thing. But I did like the redemption arc that he was willing to you know, sacrifice himself and make right to what he did wrong and and all that stuff. I I like that. I thought that was good. Um, The interesting thing, though, in that kind of chat with the onboard computer was he says he's already been sentenced to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that about? I mean, that's you can't really do a lot more wrong than being sentenced to death <laughs> you know that's kind of that's why it's called the capital punishment is there is nothing worse that they can do
0: I do think really it's do? implied that it's because he ditched the time agency after he found out that there had been a raise in his memories so I think mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like okay but it's quite a noble thing he's just been done by society but yeah. yeah not 100% sure but yeah I mean I get it. we've got another pseudo companion now what are your overall yep. thoughts on Jack?
1: I, well, I quite like him. I mean, he's got the best name in the business. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm biased anyway to begin with. But no, I quite like him. He's an interesting character. I, I think he adds a new uh, like a new dimension to just everything in general, the whole story, because every single companion we've had has almost been, with the exception of Rose, has almost been a almost like a 2D character, where yeah. they're very good for the story there and then, in that time frame, in that location and that's it but they can't really there's no like go between
0: Yeah. and whereas Jack
1: is, you you can actually see Jack can crop up anywhere, anytime, any place that's it and I think that kind of adds a a whole new dimension to to Doctor Who in general you know there is another person and another mysterious group of people who can do what the Doctor does which I quite like You know, and and I like that. It kind of you suddenly go from having a kind of just a a bunch of stories that are bashed together and called a series to suddenly there's a bigger story in general. Um, Yeah. Which yeah, building the universe. Uh, Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's it. No, I really, really, really like that. And I think he's, uh, you know, it's it's a very interesting character. As I say, there are a few bits that eh, maybe wouldn't survive today, and you know, kind of off off of you know the the actual screen and everything. I'm not sure. You know, I, I knew. What's his name, John Barrymore or whatever his name? I, I yeah, remember yeah. reading the stuff about him, but I didn't realise it was him. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that oh.
0: pretty much wraps up the episode. I have just three more points that I want to say. Mm-hmm. The actual mm-hmm. ending, the last sort of 15, 30 seconds, whatever it is, is the cringiest shit I've ever seen in my life. That whole oh. bit with the, I've just remembered house. Of D- oh, geez. Quite like that. Oh, it was so fucking awful. And then the TARDIS starts throwing disco lights. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What a sour taste to leave you on. But just before that, is Doctor Who Santa Claus? Is that confirmed? Oh,
1: I think it is confirmed, you know. like That's weird if it's not, A red bicycle. I mean, like, that's pretty... But I suppose it would make sense because at the end of the day, everybody knows that Santa does... Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know an entire lap of all the kids in the world in one night yeah
0: how he's else got would you do without a time machine you've
1: got you've got a bend time i'm sorry but you've got a bend time so i
0: thought that was quite interesting. and then my other absolute favorite line is just when they're still on the battlefield and everybody's come back to life and that little old lady wobbles over goes, oh yeah feeling much better and he's like well i'm a good doctor he goes my
1: next grown back. He's just
0: like, well, are you sure you counted right? There's a war
1: happening. Like, this going is a you issue. I love it. I love it, and I just love the whole kind of the doctor knew how good that doctor was as a person. You know, he genuinely yeah, exactly. put his life exactly. on the line to just save people and give them. You know, and even still, he just says, "There's nothing I can do, just apart from make him comfortable." Yeah, and I uh, love how the Doctor just goes, this is your time. This is not my time. This is your time. And yeah, I just, I really like it. You know, there's there's nothing worse than a false hero. Yeah, um, no, I, I, just liked it. I liked it. But um, yeah, no, a, a very good set of episodes. I, I don't know how you didn't like them. I really, really liked them. I, I thought they were just, they were really good. They were creepy. They were gruesome. They were wholesome. Great character development. I love them. Uh, I think it's tied as my least
0: favourite episode with episode three.
1: Interesting. Very, very interesting. So we are kind of pressing for time. Next time. What did you think? I've put one note. I've put, oh, good. The fuckers who I can't remember the name (laughs) are back in brackets in Cardiff. Come on,
0: give it. I did actually. You sent me your notes, and I realized at the top you've put.
1: Chew", oh, Yeah. Chula.
0: which is actually I, I wrong. Like... It's
1: chew, like a choo-choo train. It's chula. Yeah, but no, to me, that's a chula. That, that's how I would pronounce <laughs> that. I say as I say. I'm not making that mistake again. All yeah. right. The, the Slovene are not going to get the yes, better you've of me. Got You've no, got, got it. No, I've done this because I wrote it down after, and I didn't put it in the back. Yeah oh uh, i can't wait i just let, let's play a drinking game of how many times i get the name wrong <laughs> next week's episode i love that excited uh, for next week or i don't know i just i thought the Slovene. i it was an interesting story but i just i don't know i I, I thought they were dead but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how they bring them back anyway and yeah. nuclear power like power plants in cardiff
0: exactly yeah speaking of did you catch the easter egg this episode
1: no not a clue
0: just, no, I'll, I I'll give you a clue yeah. uh, it wasn't even in English
1: <laughs> it wasn't in English <laughs> they translated oh. it to
0: German in this episode <laughs> oh damn I know I so did well. gutted you missed that but you'll be pleased to know next week is where we do get the big reveal
1: oh okay I'm excited for that that is yeah. definitely what I'm excited for because I just I can't wait for just that oh moment I'm, I'm looking forward to that I do like that
0: It's going to be good. So penultimate episode next week. And then we're into the finale. So only two weeks left of season one, mate.
1: Interesting. It's been a ride. It's been a ride that we'll, uh, will continue anyway on that note though. Thank you very much for listening guys. It has been. Yeah. No, brilliant two episodes. I liked them. Um, I thought they were, they were really, really good. But uh, Josh, your final thoughts.
0: They're fine. They're fine. You could probably skip episode one and start on the, uh, second episode but yeah guys we are running very low on time so thank you for listening thanks for all your engagement like comment subscribe join the fantasy football jp i will catch you next week and uh thanks for listening we really appreciate your time
1: yeah thanks guys we'll uh, catch you next week for episode 11 adios amigos